to this. You know what? And in the ring with Dan and Benny, hey, brother, man, he's about the most cat. I just love him to death. I love you. Thanks for having me. Hey, you're the best. I'm telling you, brother, in the ring with Dan and Benny. Yeah. We love you. Thank Woo. you so much, Dan. Oh, yeah. Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of Dan and Benny in the Ring. I'm Dan Spouchano, joined, as always, by the BS Express himself, Benny Scala. Benny, how you doing, buddy? Dan, I am very excited tonight. I'm going to be able to talk about one of my favorite subjects, and, and not hookers. Uh, actually, <laughs> Virginia Championship Wrestling. So we're here to talk about their uh, awesome card this uh, Saturday night with one of their all-time greatest wrestlers. Absolutely. And, you know, usually, Benny, I ask you to, to introduce whoever, who's on the line with us, but I got it this time. We are talking. This is a man I've had the pleasure of seeing up and down. When they say up and down the coast, I mean up and down the coast. I've seen him wrestle in Virginia. I've seen him wrestle here in Maryland. Anybody that's ever watched television, you've seen him on NXT, AEW, WWE. I've seen him Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live. He is Mr. Excellence himself, Brandon Scott. Brandon, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you taking time to talk to Dan and Benny. Wow, what an introduction. Wow, I love that. I love it. I love that you know all the accolades, where I've been, what I've done. It sounds good. Like you like you already said, you know who I am, Mr. Excellence, Brandon Scott, the best wrestler in VCW. Oh, actually the best wrestler in Virginia today. So Yeah, but I, I'm glad I'm glad you know all about me. I'm glad you supported me and I'm looking forward to doing this podcast. You know, it's been like I was telling you earlier, it's been a little bit since I since I've actually done one of these. But I'm just looking forward to telling you some more about myself that you may not know. Absolutely. And we look forward to learning it, talking to you. I know you've, you've been around up a, a while. And usually when you start getting into the – when you're talking years and years of, of experience is when you got some great stories. Benny touched on it when he – was talking about his part of the show we brought you on not just to talk to you and your talent and about your history but specifically our friends benny and i we've had a close relationship with vcw for a long time we're recording this on a thursday uh, february 11th this saturday you guys have a, an event coming up and the great croc center in norfolk virginia and hell of a card we're going to talk about a lot of the uh a lot of the card coming up, a lot of the show, specifically, I know you've got a big match with Boar. You, uh, the, the Boar, you have a hell of a history with him. Uh, the show's also got the, the Logan Easton LaRue versus Desmond King for the VCW title. Unrelated side note, fans out there, Brandon Scott is the longest reigning Virginia heavyweight champion in history as a fan of Virginia wrestling for many years. i got to respect the talent where it is. Uh, Golden Pinky Society and our friend Benjamin Banks, previous guest on the show, they're going to be in tag team action as well. And they just announced another women's match. VCW leading the way again with women's wrestling. Uh, so it's great stuff coming up, Randy. I appreciate, again, your, what you guys have done, what you're doing. Uh, here to hype up, but we talked about the show and we want to know the show, but before we really get into the detail, I want to talk to you and you've been in and out of wrestling for a long time. And so it's kind of a two part question to start with with Benny. And I always start with this question. We love it. It's always good stuff. Uh, when did you get started in wrestling as, as far as when did you start training? When, how did that come about? And when did you become interested? When were you watching? Did you know somebody? What was the point where you said, I love wrestling. What was the point where you said wrestling is what I'm going to do? 
so, you know, the first time, like, I really remember that I actually, you know, wanted to be a professional wrestler, that I just loved it, that, like, like this is what I was going to do. I know this sounds weird, but, you know, at the age of four, you know, you, you know what you, like, you think you know what you want to do, but, like, at that age, uh, my dad took me to my first wrestling event, which was WCW. They actually came to our high school that I, I went to high school at. Uh, WCW would come there every few months because before they got, you know, bigger on their main stages, you know, they would come and do these, you know, local, you know, house shows at this high school. And, you know, they would draw, you know, a thousand people or a little bit more than that, uh, whatever the school would draw. But I, I just remember going and, like, you know, seeing my favorites, like, you know, I, I was a huge fan of Sting, so Sting was always there. You had Ric Flair, you had the Steiners, you had the Road Warriors. So it's just, like, at that point, I just, you know, I just fell in love with wrestling. And it was, like, it was a thing that I just watched consistently on every Monday, you know, and Thursdays, which is, uh, you know, my dad, like, and my brother. We were, it just, like, it was, like, a bond that we, you know, we, we got together every Monday night. We watched it every Thursday. We watched it every pay-per-view. We watched it, you know, just like everybody else, you know. You have fans that, like, love wrestling, but you have the people that actually, this is what I want to do when I get older. This is my dream, you know. Absolutely. Well, you, so you become a fan. I mean, at that point, you were talking you know, peak WCW, uh, the other channel, WWF. I know, Benny, we, uh you had a lot of good stuff then. You mentioned the Steiner Sting, some of the better talent, not just of their generation, but some could argue in decades, if not all time. How did you transition, say, from being a fan watching Mondays, Thursdays with Thunder to training for wrestling? How did that come about? Crazy, man. Like, uh, not, not to, you know, ignore that question right away, but, like, I was always a WCW guy. I'm not sure what you were, but I always watched WCW. And, I, you know, I'd flip over the channel, like, when it was on a commercial to watch Monday Night Raw. But I was always just, like, I love WCW. I don't, I don't know. It, they, they had the NWO, like, which was hot at that time. And, uh, you know, they had Sting, which was my favorite guy uh, growing up. Sting and Ultimate Warrior, like, my, were my two, like, favorites, like, growing up. So, and you, you honestly saw more Sting than you did Warrior, you know, in the the early 90s, late 90s, so, um, but uh, how I got into wrestling was uh, my dad would actually drive me to indie shows. Uh, I would just, like, Google, like, different shows that were going on in the area. Uh, there was, like, you know, a couple promotions that would come around every, like, once a year, maybe every couple years, it would come locally. But I got, like, more involved, like, when a promotion named Kaida Pro came to Elkton, Virginia. And from there, I kind of just, you know, started uh, Googling, like, wrestling shows, like, near me or, like, uh, whatever it was at the time. I, I would just, like, try to find, you know, different links to, like, where, like, shows were going to be. And my dad would, like, drive me to these areas if it was an hour and a half, two hours away. Uh but I ended up finding uh, this school in Hagerstown, Maryland, called the Superior Pro Wrestling Training Center slash House of Pain. Uh, the funny thing is, I actually found this link on Shorty Smalls' website. I don't know if you guys know who he is. I'm sure you do. But uh, he was one of the kind of pro wrestlers, and I just 
happened to find his website when I was Googling one day, and he had, like, you know how you can add your favorite links in? And the House mm-hmm. of Pain was, like, actually, you know, on his page. So I was, like, I clicked on that, and I saw that there was a show in Martinsburg, West Virginia, and it had, like, Sam Boo and John Rambo and L.A. Smooth and just, like, and they were having, like, Bob Wire matches and TLC matches, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to go see this, you know? So... I end up like picking up the phone to call because it said to call to reserve your ticket. So I called on the phone. I was like, Hey, I need to get tickets for the show. <laughs> and the guy who picked up I, at the time, I didn't know it was John Rambo. And, uh, I reserved my tickets for that Saturday and we drove, we, uh, printed out the map quest dire- directions. And we drove to West Virginia because you didn't have, you didn't have the GPS back then, which was, which is a lot more helpful now. <laughs> I, I can't imagine driving, the 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 road back then you know to, to and from venues and events and you know the bingo halls what was easy without without ways you know that was back that was probably before MapQuest even yeah so this was probably 2001 i think so mm-hmm. it was like map it, it was like MapQuest. so you would I, like i would get the directions printed out and then i would do the reverse directions just so i knew how to get home <laughs> but uh That's... but anyways uh long story short like I, I kept going to these House of Pain shows because they would they would be pretty much you could go every Tuesday Saturday they had Step One in Hagerstown and then they had like their road shows house shows which they would do in West Virginia Maryland Pennsylvania and uh, they had a contest uh, to actually be a special guest referee for one of the matches so I bought like a buttload of tickets as many as you could because I like I wanted to do this I was like. I was 16 at the time, so I was like, I want to do this, I want to do this. So I bought, like, a crap load of tickets, and uh, they ended up drawing my ticket, and I actually won, and I got to do a match. I got to do a match, and I had no idea what was going on. Didn't know I was kayfabe from everything. So I just got in the ring and just ref the match. Like, I didn't have any idea, like, what a finish was. I didn't know that they, like, you know, being 16-year-olds, I kind of I figured out, you know, a little bit, like, behind the scenes, but... I just didn't know how it all worked. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So after that, like, I was just hooked. Like, I was like, this is what I want to do. You know, I, I finally got, I found the schools in Hagerstown. It's only about an hour and 45 minutes from me. I, I can, and I, and I want to sign up. So when I turned 17, my dad actually signed the paper for me to sign up to the school. And he would end up, we would end up driving up three times a week for me to train at this school and uh i started out as being a referee for the like the first year year and a half and okay. then like by that time i was kind of transferring because uh, i was training the wrestle i just was so small at the time i was like 120 pounds soaking wet mm. if you see any of my old pictures man i was tiny so i finally uh you know i finally made that full transfer over uh to wrestling after i had my first match um i actually got through in a match against a female named ferrari uh and i was the amazing pat under a mask i don't know if you guys remember that movie the uh amazing pat but that's kind of how it was like you didn't know if i was a female you didn't know if i was a male you talk about the old snl character Yes, 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 but they made it a movie too. Yes, yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I remember that. So, 
so that's my story on my first match, man. And that's just pretty much how I got my start. It's that's a pretty crazy story, but, you know, I, I know we're, we're limited on time and we can't just spend a, you know, a buttload of time on that question. But, like, it's just, it's crazy just, you know, how far I've, can, you know, I've come from then. Right. Brandon, you're a... Uh... Your build from Robbinsdale, Minnesota, the home of Mr. Perfect, Ravishing Rick Rude, and Nikita Koloff, just to name a few. I was actually thinking of writing a book uh, about great Nikita Koloff uh, promos, but I, I think I can actually do it on an index card. It would consist of Jitoata and uh, Magna TA. That, that, that's going to be the book. But, you know, I was going to say, no, no wonder you're, you're Mr. Excellence. You grew up in the same town as Mr. Perfect. Now, is that a shoot or a work? Oh man, I wish it was a shoot. It's a work, bro. I'm a Virginia. I'm from Virginia, but like my favorite, my my actual favorite wrestler. Like after you know, I started learning more about you know the business it, itself and just watching more wrestling. My favorite became Mr. Perfect. Um, and you know, like you listed, some of the great wrestlers came out of you know Robbinsdale, Minnesota. Like you listed, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, Ravishing Rick Rude, the uh, Vern Gagne, Greg Gagne. So there's just so many talented people, and I feel like, you know, that's what I wanted my legacy to be is listed from or built from that area of Robbinsdale, Minnesota, because that's where the best came from, man. Absolutely. It's actually a nice place. I lived there for four years, and I'm very fond of it. I, I definitely, uh, it would definitely be a great place to visit, man, because it's just, you know, I feel like that's wrestling territory right there. It, it's funny. The original Robbinsdale High School actually closed in 1984, 83, 84, I believe. And Vern Gagne, Mr. Perfect, Ra uh, Rick Rude, and Gene Okerlund all went to that high school. That's right. So they, they have like well. a little, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, they, they have a little memorial – or not memorial, but like a little display there because you have – within walking distance of each other, you had half a dozen – Hall of Fame talent. I think John Nord might have been from Robbinsdale as well. That's crazy, man. I like I didn't realize, you know, the school had that, but that's really cool. Very I mean, cool. it's not that big of a place. It's I don't know, population maybe thirty to thirty thousand, but like all the great wrestlers that came from there, mind boggling. Some something yeah, in the I water. Mean, I mean you're you're looking at the top two, man. The top two guys that like should have, you know, had better runs than what they did. Like that last run that Mr. Perfect had when he came back to the Royal Rumble, man, he looked exactly the same as he did in the late 80s, early 90s, man. It was insane. Oh, yeah. And and the reaction he got, like clearly the crowd still still enjoyed it. And he was, I think, last three in the top three, you know. So, I mean, he, still, he could still go. He had it. And like his vignettes were just, you know, perfect, man. Oh, yeah. It, it's just crazy, like, that he was that good at everything. It wasn't like just like I'm good at wrestling, I'm good at, you know, basketball. He was like he was really good at everything. Supposedly he got that name because he was that good in everything. It wasn't even a you know, that that was a that was a shoot. He was very, very athletic. Right. It's a shame that he never it's just a shame that he never won the actual big one, man. Like I feel like he he would have been definitely a good WWE champion. So, no doubt. Yeah, just I my agree. opinion on it. You, you know, it, it's actually funny. Kurt Henning was, he was the backup. 
the the original when they first started creating the Mr. Perfect character, they originally wanted to give it to Terry Taylor, and they they chose Mr. Henning or Kurt Henning because he was a better. They just they decided he was a better Mr. Perfect. And I mean, talk about dodging a, like nothing Bad against luck. Terry Taylor, <laughs> phenomenal talent, but talk about dodging a bullet on that one. Yeah, that could have that could have ended up bad. I mean, yeah, like you said, nothing against him because of Red Rooster. He's a great man. He's a good he's a good dude. Right. When when I when I introduced you, I, I mentioned you know you, you've been up and down. I've I've had the pleasure of seeing you wrestle in Maryland, our, our MCW, and here in Virginia, our friends at VCW. I mean, you've really been everywhere. I've seen you know, Raw, SmackDown. The first the first um, WWE event I went to after I moved to Virginia, you were you you wrestled there. I remember that, and. Um, you know, so I mean, you've been all over. Could you kind of tell our listeners about your journey, like you know, where you've worked, any any of your favorite areas, and if you if you could, what's the difference in the call between you know getting the the, the call to hey, I, I want you to come work uh, the bingo hall in some small town versus hey, I want you to be on Raw against Braun Strowman or however uh, some of the matches you've, you've had more recently. Man, it's crazy. Like I said, like, you know, I've been, you know, very, you know, blessed with like the opportunities that I've gotten. Um, it's, it, it definitely hasn't been an easy road. 17 years, 17 years of being in the business. Uh, you know, I'm lucky, you know, I've never had any serious injuries. Uh, I've never had to take any time off besides COVID, you know, when everything shut down, but, uh, you know, all these opportunities that I've gotten, it doesn't matter how big or small they are. It's just like, you know, having that part, you know, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones that has been to WWE so many times. And, you know, I've had multiple matches on TV, on us, Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live. I've even had some matches on AEW. So it's, 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 it's definitely a difference when you get a call from, you know, WWE or you get that email from WWE to come, you know, hey, we want you here compared to, you know, an indie hitting you up and like, hey, come work this bingo hall. You you, you know, you can see the difference, you know. One is like where you want to be. I'm not saying, you know, you don't want to be in that bingo hall, but, you know, after you do it for so long, you just, you want to be at that next level. And that next level is, you know, WWE or AEW or NXT or Impact or Ring of Honor. Those are the places that you want to be. Like, you definitely want to sign that contract. That that's what you know. I love this business and I love wrestling. But like, the main goal is to get signed. Is to to make a living off of what I love doing. And uh, you know, I, I hopefully one day you know that that'll be coming soon. And you know, but uh, right now you know I just got to keep working hard and you know just keep getting getting the opportunities that, you know, I've earned that I deserve, man. And, uh, it's crazy. I just, I don't know. I just like, I, I'm just so lucky, like to just have those opportunities, man. Cause a lot of people get into this business and they don't realize, you know, how hard it is or, or how hard it is to actually even make money. They think once you, uh, sign up to a wrestling school that you're just going to be making all this money. This is WWE money or AEW money. It doesn't work that way, man. It's a lot of heart. It's a lot of guts, determination. You just you, you got to give you got to give one hundred and twenty five percent every time you're in this. Because if you're not in it, 
if your heart's not in it, you're just not going to go anywhere. And I know you've seen many guys come and go. Like, I'm sure you've watched a ton of guys on the Indies that, like, they're like, oh, where'd they go? They just, you know, like, they get tired of it, you know, or they, they just, like, they're tired of not making money or, or working in, you know, the, the bingo hall that you say or, you know, wherever it is that they're going to be working in front of, you know, wrestling in front of 25 to 100 people, you know. Sometimes that's just not fun anymore, even though we love it, you know. Absolutely. This is this is episode 109. Benny and I have been doing this show for about a little over two years now. And we've we've had, what would you say, Benny, ha- at least half, if not more, of our guests have at least one story where they've wrestled an event and something happens with the gate or something happens with the booker and they spend more on gas and food getting to and from the event than they make wrestling there. Right. They get a, a subway coupon for yeah. their uh, payoff. Hot dog and a handshake, <laughs> as they say. Hot dog and a handshake. Yep, that's the, the that's the thing, man. I mean, it's hard to make money unless you, unless you're, you're you know your name or you're well known or like they value what you bring. It's it's hard, you know. It's hard to just make money in wrestling. It's just a lot of you know these promotions that are running. They either they they don't have the money or they just don't want to pay the guys. And you know when that happens, I just rather just stay home. If they don't want to give me what my booking fee is, I'll just stay home. You know, it's just easier. It's easy to do that for me. Like, I'd rather have a weekend off than to go wrestle for someone in front of 100 people or less or 25 or whatever it is, you know. And they're not going to pay me my fee. I'd just rather, you know, stay home. Unless it's a a good opportunity or I feel like I'm going to learn something or maybe I can help someone out then that's a different story. But I'm not just going to go just to go. 17 years, man, it's just it's not worth it to me. I love wrestling, but it's not worth it. No, I, I can understand that. You you hit, you said something I, I was hoping you could expand on. You said they know your worth. I mean, I've been watching you for years. Like I said, I, I lived in Maryland. I went to school out there. Uh, I've lived in Virginia for many years. Uh, I've seen, I mean, when I, was, when I was in the Navy and the VCW, what was it? 4 a.m. on Saturdays or whenever the VCW shows would come on before I started going to the events. And, you know, it really seems like, especially over the last 10 years or so that, that I really remember, anytime a big name comes to town, Billy Gunn, uh, the Pope, Gangrel, whoever, you know, uh, the matches, I've seen you wrestle like uh, with Adrian Adonis and, and some of these names that, that you know, who, who go on to, to other things or are, are various, you know, upstarts. It seems whenever there's a big name on the card or a big name comes to town, you're invariably in the mix. Brandon Scott is in that match somewhere. When there's a marquee match, a marquee name, it's it's either a tag match with you, a multi-man match with you. You're somewhere close to the headline. And I, I'm wondering what you, you – you said they know your worth. What do you attribute to that, that you are the reliable go-to guy no matter where you go? If they want a good match with anybody, it's whoever they're booking against Brandon Scott. You know, uh, when you put me in the ring, you know – the fans know, I know, the boys in the back know that it's going to be a good match, and I'm going to take care of them. You know, we're going to take care of each other. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is, you know, if it's a name. But, like, I, like I've like i been lucky enough to have, you know, all those matches against the names of came in a VCW, MCW. Like, this past weekend, I just got to, you know, uh, work against, uh, wrestle against Matt Hardy. And uh, prior to that, 
I've actually worked with Matt, but I've been, I was his tag team partner each time. And this time I was actually on the opposite side. So it was very, very cool. Like, cause those guys are so great. Matt and Jeff, I can't say anything better about those guys. Those guys are so down to earth. They never change. And they're, they're, they're just wonderful people to work with. Uh, um, so I'm hoping, you know, you know, down the line, I'll get another match with Matt Hardy. I, I, I would love to do a singles match with him. Like he's one of my, one of my bucket list guys. And I feel like we could, you know, tear it up, um, and have a very solid match. But like, like you said, man, like when these guys come to town, I'm just, you know, I'm lucky that, you know, the Booker promoter, they always, you know, they're always like, Hey, who can we get to, you know, wrestle this person come in. And the name that comes to mind is Brandon, Brandon Scott, because she, you know, they know they can rely on me to have a good solid match and to make that talent, you know, look good. So if you wouldn't mind, Pete, uh, I'm going to have you expand on that just for a second. Um, peel back the curtain a little bit. Benny, we love talking about movies and documentaries. There was one that came out, I don't know, maybe about 10 years ago called Card Subject to Change. And it followed okay. Kevin Sullivan and it followed the indie wrestling. There was a scene in there where they were the, the indie promotion they were following was booking Billy Kidman. And they had that conversation. We're bringing in Kidman. He wants a good talent. Give me somebody how does I mean is that is that where it comes from? Like I need somebody that's safe. I need somebody that, that, that the crowd can work off of. Is it a combination of everything? And was that something? I'm curious if you could like when was when did you realize that moment that you were that guy? So man, like just having consistently good matches. You know when you when you have consistent good matches. When you're consistent on everything, you get rewarded. You know what I mean? So it's not like, you know, they just be like, oh, I'm just giving this match to Brandon. That's not how it works. It's hard work and consistency is what does does it in wrestling. The harder you work, the better stuff you earn. So, um, and like like you said, it's not like these guys are coming in like Billy or Gangrel and they're saying, hey, give me someone good to work. They don't do that because they're getting paid to do a job. You, you know, you may have that guy that, you know, that legend or something that may ask for something like that, but the booker or promoter always knows that they're going to put that that talent, that legend or superstar in the ring with someone that they feel that can have a good match or, you know, that's just how it goes. It's not like they get to pick who they get, they're going against. I mean, because the booker and promoter are actually paying them the money. It's it only happens if that talent would ask, you know, but like more than likely they're not going to say, Hey, give me someone good that I know I'm not going to get hurt with. But, you know, you have these times where guys do say that. So it just all depends on the guy. Brandon, I wanted to talk for a moment about your slice of excellence. I think (laughs) one of the most devastating holes in professional wrestling. How did you come up with that? So I was just watching one day, uh, I was just watching some clips online and I can't remember exactly, but it was just a move that I was like, man, I can actually do that. And it looks beautiful every time you do it. Now, nowadays we're done so much. And uh, what I like about it is you can, you pretty much can do it out of nowhere. It's not like, you know, it's very fast. Yeah. There's just so many cutters that are done now that it's just, it's overdone, but I've been doing it for so long. And it's just, you know, it's hard to cut out. And people just, like, I love that move. 
I get, it's just a comfortable move that I like the one, and it, and it looks just every time it just every time you hit it, it just looks it looks flawless. It looks like a guy's not even going to kick out of that. It looks so believable that it's just that beautiful. But uh, yeah, like it's just one of those moves like that I picked up. You know, like you just watch different matches and you pick up different stuff that you want to try or do, and that just kind of stuck to me because I can hit it on anyone. It doesn't matter how big you are. Doesn't matter how small you are, you can hit it on anyone, and that's a big thing about what I say about finishers. I feel like the fin- your finisher, you should be able to do it on anybody, and I do the blockbuster from the top rope. I stole that from Buff Bagwell. I'm a big Buff Bagwell fan, so I kind of took his move, and it's kind of been my finisher since I started. So, um, but like I said, I can hit that on anyone doesn't matter how big you are, how small you are. I can hit it on anybody, and I don't have to worry about picking them up. I, you know, it, we, we talked a lot about moves. It is it devastating. And the, the just the natural bounce, like, you, you have such a good follow-through. You That's the biggest problem with, you know, the, the cutters and bulldogs and moves that are overdone today. There's no natural follow-through. So I, I compliment you on that as, as a purist at heart that it's just such a good looking move too i try i try i try to make it look as good as i can it's both of us you know you know pulling back the curtain a little bit but it's both of us working together it's uh, you know if the guy takes the move well it looks good the guy doesn't take the move well doesn't look good i kind of miss the move a little bit it looks bad it just it just all depends man like sometimes it's like oh it's so good and you you just know like you can just feel it like you can feel that connection but then, you know, sometimes you have these slip-ups that, you know, that happen. You know, wrestling isn't perfect. And if it was, you know, then it looks too... Fake, it was too, pretty, you know too I mean. perfect to be boring. <laughs> right, right, right. We're, we're, we're out there, we're fighting, you know? <laughs> wrestling, wrestling's a fight. Absolutely. We... we, we... We, I mentioned at the top of the hour, we, we brought you on. We, we were doing a co-promotion. Uh, George Pontas, friend of the show, VCW this Saturday. Uh, you can't talk about Brandon Scott without talking about your time in VCW. You are, uh, I mean, you've been you've been there for, for many years. You're a three-time VCW champion, the longest reigning Virginia heavyweight champion in history, uh, arguably the greatest Virginia heavyweight champion in history, and. Uh, I think of like like when they when VCW debuted uh, their new title belt that you had won. They, they paired you with Mark Fleming, and anybody that appreciates Vir- the history of Virginia wrestling has to love Mark Fleming. And again, there's the rub. Brandon, they're going to put a big name in the ring. He's going to be standing next to Brandon Scott. What is it about Virginia? You really found a home in VCW. What is it about VCW that that kind of drew that drew you there? And and is it the family that keeps you there? How did you kind of tell us a little bit about how you first got involved in VCW? Some crazy thing. Uh, that was another indie promotion that I went to for the first time when I was 13. They actually did a show at Bridgewater, Virginia at the college. And it was just, uh, I remember seeing the poster, you know, the Barbarian was going to be there, Bobby Eaton, Disco Inferno, uh, Brandon Day. They had Dirty Money, Phil Brown. I actually have a picture with Phil Brown when I'm this 13-year-old kid. It's pretty funny. Phil's got his little chain around his neck. He's looking like a little pimp with his little mustache. 
But uh, no, uh, I just kind of like after that, you know, uh, I was stuck in, you know, Hagerstown for a long time, you know, just on you know, the John Rambo shows. And I finally got to expand my wings and started actually wrestling in Virginia. Uh, Shorty Small has actually helped me out with getting, you know, you know, my first bookings with, you know, uh, NWA Fusion, uh, SPW, and then VCW, and, uh, you know, Travis Bradshaw, uh, the owner, took a, a liking to me, and, uh, you, know, we, you know, we kept in contact that whole time, you know, when I first started wrestling, because, like, I went to a show when I was a kid, like I said, so we just kind of, you know, we kept, we, we kept in touch with each other, and they finally started bringing me in for some of their shows, and I was this big baby face, this white meat baby face, and uh, and it just like I felt like it wasn't going anywhere for me. Like they tagged me up with Phil, and uh, we were uh, we were getting booed, and where I was getting booed, Phil was getting cheered. I was this baby face that was getting booed. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Like uh, the fans of VCW never liked me in Norfolk. I, I have no idea. And then we did this match where I actually teamed up with, uh, he still turned on me to join C.W. Anderson. And then I teamed up with Tommy Dreamer. That was one of my first, like, experiences, like, with a name. I don't know if you guys remember seeing pictures or hearing about that. But I still, at that at that point, like, I was still, like, this baby face that was just getting booed. Like, Tommy Dreamer got cheered. Phil got chilled, cheered. C.W. got cheered. That, that kind of leads me to my next question, uh, and I, I guess I already know the answer to it. So you have wrestled as both a heel and a baby face. Which do you prefer and why? So I prefer wrestling as a heel. It's more fun to me. And, uh, you know, uh, baby face can get stale because I feel like, you know, I'm a nice guy, but, like, I just have more fun in the ring being the bad guy. And I just love when people hate me. It's a, it's a good feeling <laughs> because you know you know you. I mean, it's true. It's like because you're like you know through the you know through your real life you know everybody likes you. So like when you get to be someone completely different, it's a it's it's fun, man. And you know I kind of pushed to turn hill at VCW. I was doing it for months and months and months, and they were like, no, we're not doing that. We're not turning it. You're not going to be a heel. Nobody's going to buy it. Blah, 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 blah. It, like, it, I, it went on for months. It went on for a year. And then finally, you know, the committee got together and was like, oh, let's try this. Let's see if this is going to work. And, I like, everybody got on board. Blake, Blake Chadwick got on board. Jerry Stephanie got on board. Travis got on board. And uh, we ended up, you know, flipping me um, at the Lutz Cup. Uh, because the title was vacant at that time, and uh, Damian Wayne ended up winning the title. And what I did was, in July, I won the Liberty Lottery, which you can cash in at an income for any title. So at the end of the show, when Damian won the title, uh, I came down acting like I was going to help Damian Wayne, and I ended up, you know, cracking Damian Wayne with a steel chair across the back. Jerry Stephanesis became my manager. And for the next 
two years, we became the most hated people in BCW history. <laughs> that means you're doing it, a great job. Probably, honestly, like it was probably like those were like some of the best times I've ever had in wrestling. Was just you know that run that I had with the BCW title and with Jerry. We just like we were killing at every show, and like I feel like my heat just never went away. Well, not to mention the the I think Help the length. Oh, I'm sorry, I need to cut you off. Go ahead. No, 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 you're good. Like I was just saying, you know, with him, you know, joining me, it just helped create my heat even more. It, it helped people hate me even more, which was even nice. So it just made my job easier. And like, you know, when when we cut ties, I I was kind of sad about it because I was on my own. I I didn't know how you know things were gonna go. I didn't know if my heat was going to stay. I didn't know if, you know, people were going to still hate me or they're going to cheer me. What was going to go on? But, uh, you know, things, you know, like that sometimes have to come to an end. You know, some great things have to come to an end. And, you know, it was my time to move on on my own. So it's it's funny. We uh, we've had both uh, Jerry and uh, for a while you had Ben Banks's muscle. And they've both been previous guests on the show and talked about the same time period. And it wasn't just the heat. I mean, having been to so many VCW shows through the years, it wasn't just the heat. It was the length. Like, there was a legitimate, this guy's going to be champion forever. Like, someone please, I mean, no offense, but someone please beat him. Like, it, 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 was, a, it was a real, uh, not, not. It was good. I mean, don't get me wrong. You, you can respect good heels, but it was a real animosity, and, and that takes a talent to get a crowd that against you is is incredibly impressive. And and Benny, I don't know how many people we've had on the show, and I don't think there's anybody that is more naturally the in-your-face guy you just want to slap than Jerry. I'll tell you. Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean that as a compliment. He plays. Oh, yeah. He plays an, uh, the 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 boss you hate better than anybody. He'll be in the next uh, Heart Was a Horrible Bosses three. I don't know how many he made so far. Yeah, I mean it was, it was crazy the amount of heat we had. Like I just know every every event that I came to, like I knew the crowd wanted to see me lose so bad. In every every show, I would somehow cheat the win, and like they just like. It, they were always mind blown that every time I won that title, like it was always like, Oh, we're sending home the crowd, not home happy again tonight. But it was so good because every month came back, everybody just, they always wanted to see me get my ass whipped every time. It doesn't like still to this day, they still love to see that. <laughs> and I, like, I get such, I get such enjoyment out of that. I, I will say, uh, and I mean, like, I mean this with, with all love a couple months back, you, I mentioned how they paired you with Mark Fleming. You guys had a split and as a kid oh, that watching, disappointed. that disappointed me so bad, man. I wanted that to go so much longer, man. I wish that couldn't have got cut off that soon, but like, you know, Mark had like a, a bunch of health issues and like, he didn't think he could, you know, you know, do do 100% every time so he didn't want to go out there looking like a fool every time so like you know I just wish we could have, you know we could have had you know a little bit longer run together because I feel like it could have been something special well I'll tell you I'm as a kid who grew up watching the NWA in the mid-Atlantic region and I mean 
single digit age kid watching Mark Fleming with that with that big right hand and then again all love Brandon seeing him drop you with that was probably one of the loudest pops I've heard from the crowd the VCW crowd in a long time you uh <laughs> it was it was it was it was one of those it was if literally the culmination of a lifetime of of you as the as the heel that everybody had hated for so many years and and Mark as the you know his his last hurrah in Virginia and they culminated so perfectly so I commend you for that as well yeah man uh, he he's a great dude I like I said I just wish we had a little bit longer to do things you know but understand you know that like he just didn't want to risk anything to be out there you know month in and month out doing what we're doing so uh but yeah yeah that, that was definitely one of the loudest things that I remember but like the 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 loudest thing that I remember from VCW is when Billy Gunn beat me for the VCW championship. I don't know if you guys were around then. I'm thinking maybe I was, Dan yeah. might have been. I think Dan was maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh but uh I just remember like when he beat me like when he got the one, two, three, like I just remember like I, I even watched the match back to this day, like and just watched that pop that he gets like you can just see the you know the enjoyment out of the crowd. Like, finally, this shit is over. <laughs> and it was it was the perfect culmination too because you had you had cheated. That was when uh, Ben Banks finally turned on Jerry, and yep. you know he walked out on you guys. And it was like it was the perfect end of everything. And then obviously you know you you by the way. You're selling at a Famouser is phenomenal. That's not an easy move to take. So commend you on that one, too. But you, oh, you're yeah. absolutely and right. The, Billy raising that belt, that's good stuff. Billy, Billy, Billy is a huge dude. Like, you do not realize how big that mofo is until you meet him. TV does not do him justice. And for his age, too, man, he just never ages. And... Honestly, he's one of my best friends. Like I, you know, over the years, you know, of you know, getting to know him and you know, Road Dog. Like these two guys have became two of my best friends. So they're just really close to me. So I love those guys. Billy's just great, though. He's 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 a great dude. Though. Uh, so we were talking about your your time with the 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 VCW title. I mean, you've held many titles over the years, but. Benny asked you earlier about about outward and upward. Um, uh, any titles you got your eye on in the future? Um, any and all, man. I'll take any title. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't really have an eye. Gold is gold, man. I'll take any title, any championship that is thrown my way. I'll take it. You know, we're uh, there's there's not a lot of championships, you know, to go around. So you know, they're limited. So. I'll take whatever I can get. Well, speaking of that, what's your opinion of the current BCW champion? Uh, Logan. Logan's a good dude. He's been around almost uh, maybe as long as I have and not as long as I have. I can't remember. But uh, we kind of, you know, we've, we've had a few matches in BCW back when I was, uh, back when I was a baby face and like, we were still pretty new. I mean, I think uh, the match that we had, uh, the match we had was like a decade ago, probably. So, but Logan's a good guy. I mean, he's uh, he's treating the VCW, 
you know, title right until it's my time to have it back again, which should be pretty soon. Because, like, honestly, everybody's getting tired of seeing him champion. They want to see me champion. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you're so used to having a title. you got to feel a little bit naked without it. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm wrestling in underwear. I feel kind of naked already. So, like, the championship <laughs> just covers it up, you know. Oh, no, but, like, uh, the, the, the you saw the VCW title is, is brand new, and it's, you know, you know, it's fabulous. Like, it's gorgeous. But uh, my heart is, you know, I, I still love that old VCW title. I have so much history with that. There's so much history that goes into that title. So so it was hard, you know, to transition from the to the new one. But, uh, you know, things, you know, they can't stay the same. they got to change, you know. Yeah, but it'll always be uh, when 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 uh, Mark Fleming came out and they introduced the new belt and you had it. I mean, no matter where that belt goes, a hundred, you know, I'll t- be the first. T- ten years, twenty years, the first picture of that belt is around your waist. So that that's something forever. Yeah, that's true, man. Uh, I'm lucky to you know that Mark Fleming did hand the title over to me. So that was a, that was a pretty cool moment. Like those are the things that you that you definitely remember uh, through your career is the, the moments. It's not the matches that you remember. It's, you know, it's like real life. You remember those moments, you know? Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned earlier, uh, Brandon, that you were in both AEW and uh, WWE. What are the differences between the two promotions? How are they alike and how are they different? Well, well they both have wrestling, of course. <laughs> no, uh, well, no, no it's, it's, WWE has sports <laughs> entertainment, but yeah, oh man, they're they're both wrestling, man. Um, no, uh, they're pretty much you know. There's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of differences, but there's a lot more similarities that uh, that we know. You know, uh, everybody could tell you differently when you're there. You know, you might see something differently. Oh, AEW does more wrestling than WWE, or WWE is more about you know. Uh, storylines and you know their promos and vignettes and AEW um so you're, you're gonna have those back and forth crowds you know you know your AEW crowd is going to consist of you know I feel like the hardcore wrestling indie fan uh, and WWE is more like that family environment that you know that has been around for decades you know so when I go there you know there, there's not a lot of difference man that I see um, you know, WWE, like when I first started going there, I felt like it was more, you know, like you're walking on eggshells a little bit. Um, but like, you know, as time progressed, you know, it's, it's nice, you know, I feel like both, both places are pretty chill just because like I've been there, you know, with WWE, I've been there so many times and it's, it's definitely, it's a definitely different environment. And like AEW is definitely super chill because a lot of the guys, like, that I know that, you know, we're working in the Indies with me. So it's, it's, you know, it's pretty cool when you go there and it's just like, they're just like, you know, friends and family to you, you know? So I, I'm not saying anything like that's not how it happens at WWE. Cause I have plenty of friends there, but it's just like, you know, there's guys that you grew up on the Indies with or we're on the Indies with like they're there on TV with contracts. So, which is a pretty cool thing. Absolutely. And it's it's funny, too, because you've done so many 
thing, like you said, your your numerous appearances and and how you you can play off everybody. I've seen you on WWE wrestle. Uh, uh, someone like Bo Dallas and someone like Braun Strowman. I mean, you, you're putting you, you you have the biggest guy in the in the building and somebody who's about your size, if not smaller, and you're still out there doing it. And and like you said, with the, with the moves that work against both, uh, it, it's just it's cool to see how you know. And I'll admit, especially you know, being a a, a fan as long as I've been flipping through the channels, and it's you know you and. Uh, just recently, you you had your your tag match, uh, Irvin, another friend of the show, and it was like, oh, I know those guys. You know, I did. That's it was cool to see, and and I'm curious what kind of reaction you get. Like people, you know, is that when you get the texts or the messages? Man, I saw you on I saw you on Raw last night, or I saw you on AEW. Oh man, dude, my phone blows up. You know, the, the very first time I did Raw, like, and I had that match with Bo Dallas. I, I. I I don't. I had to like over six hundred notifications that I remember. It was like crazy text messages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like whatever, and like just so many different friend requests because I was able to use my name, Brandon Scott, which was pretty cool too. So it was just like I was blown up, blah 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 blah. And it was cool that you know people you know recognized me or like you know was like, oh, this is cool. You know, it's it's always cool when you get that support from your people, you know, the people that watch you, that come to your shows or just, you know, family and friends, man. It's, it's cool that they support what you do. And, uh, I've just been lucky, you know, like I said, lucky to have matches like that on TV. The, the funny thing is, uh, to mention the match about Braun Strowman, uh, the guy that I tagged with is, uh, Tehuti. He's actually in the, uh, he's in the group top dollar now, or, uh, no, uh, Hit yeah, bro. Yeah, that's right. He's yeah. um uh yeah. Ashanti Ashanti Adonis, yeah. right? Yep, yep, Ashanti, yep. Yeah. He's an MCW, he's an MCW guy and you know, that was the first time like uh Tahuti Ashanti Ashanti uh did uh extra work and like we got the match against Braun being the comedians right before WrestleMania, which was a cool thing too. And now, you know, I got to, you know, a couple years later I'm wrestling you know, Ashanti uh, on uh, SmackDown against Hit Row on their debut back. That's <laughs> you know, it, 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 we were talking about coming full circle. I completely forgot or didn't even think about that that your partner in that handicap match with Braun Strowman was, and that was the match I mentioned you and Irvin uh, when Hit Row when Triple H brought them back. That's great. That's yep. crazy how yep. how life comes full circle like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was cool, man. You know, I loved you know that they kept you know you know, the tag team a secret until, you know, you know, we went out to the bus and actually saw them because nobody knew they were coming back. You know, you read on the dirt sheets and stuff like that, that you think, you know, who's coming back, but like people in the building, like they didn't, they didn't know until they actually walked into the building for, for the match, which is cool. It's hard the, in the, in the social media age with a, you know, a Dave Meltzer in every corner, it's hard to keep secrets in wrestling nowadays. See, you know, the, the, uh, uh, this weekend, we're filming this or recording this. I mean, on on the ninth, you got a VCW show coming up on Saturday. Uh, I kind of want to run down the card, and then we talk about your moment here. Like I said at the top of the hour, uh, our Benjamin Banks, friend of the show, former guest, Golden Pinky Society. They're they're defending their titles. Um, we mentioned Jerry. Speaking of of targets, Jerry's been they've been in his his line of sight for a while now, and the reason his henchmen uh, bringing them about. 
challenging different things. George, um, I don't know if this is uh, a, a spoiler or not, but but Commissioner uh, George Pontus, another friend of the show, said that the reason's going to be at ringside uh, for their match. So. Uh, you know, to, to, to ensure tag team competition. Of course, he came back to wrestling with the Young Lion contest uh, that, that Jerry did, bringing bring in the fans exactly what they want, boss of the year. Um, you mentioned, we were talking earlier about Logan, uh, Easton LaRue. He's the, he's the champion. He pulled a, he, he, maybe you inspired him. He pulled a card from, from your playbook when he won the Liberty Lottery and came out at the end of the night and took the uh, took the title off Ken Dixon, uh, another friend of a friend of the show, and uh, he's been you know had his his title return. So he did the same thing you did, coming back, coming out late, and and taking the belt. And then obviously your match, uh, which is going to be oh obviously going to be great. Uh, you're wrestling the boar. Last time you guys met, we talked about your first show at the Croc Center. Uh, you were in the elimination match, and you actually eliminated him. So you two have some history. I was wondering if you could uh, any thoughts you got on your your match with Boar coming up. Yeah, I beat him at the Croc Center, and I'm going to beat him this Saturday at the Croc Center. Uh, it's just that simple. Uh, Boar, I've never been. In, you know, I've only been in the ring with him in that that multi man match, but uh, the six man tag, I think it was, or eight man tag, it was. Uh, but that was the only match I've ever been in with him, and I've seen his stuff. He's really good. The crowd loves him. Like, oh my gosh, like they love that guy. So um, they're probably gonna, you know, end up, you know, hating me more when I beat him this Saturday. Uh, and uh, it's gonna be clean. It's not gonna be dirty. It's gonna be clean. I'm gonna beat him straight up one, two, three. Uh, and I'm not even sure if the guy speaks English. I I, I don't know if he speaks bull or what he's. Probably a bunch of bullshit is he's, what he he's speaks. Boring, I don't right? know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he speaks bore. Bore. Boring. Oh no. Well well there you go, Benny. Uh we have got we've got a spoiler for you for the match. Uh Boar looking up at the lights this weekend. That's gonna be uh that's gonna be something. That's gonna so catapult Brandon right honestly, back into I, the title I, picture. Honestly, I shouldn't take him lightly because he's a big dude. And he's really good in the ring. Um, I'll give him all that, but VCW is my house. That's my ring. And when you get in the ring with me, you know, it's not going to be easy. But uh, I can tell you he's not winning. So, spoiler that. Write that on the dirt sheet. Send that. I'm winning. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I don't care what the Booker promoter says. I'm over, okay? Out. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, come out to the show Saturday for real. It's going to be a family, family fun show. You cannot go wrong with any seat in that building. Uh, the building is beautiful. Uh, there's going to be great wrestling all night. Um, so if you're looking for something to do Saturday night at the Croc Center, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, visit vcwwrestling.com, uh, I think it is, or just type in Google VCW Wrestling or visit their Facebook page. Just come out to the show. You're going to enjoy it. Um, and then you're going to come back again and again and again. I can guarantee you that. Uh, I could I could testify as someone who has not missed a VCW show in years. I know Benny, you've been. We probably crossed paths years ago before we ever met. There's I VCW does not put on bad wrestling. Period. And like you said, I've been to the Croc Center. 
there's not a bad seat in the house. Front row is already sold out, but you uh, plenty of like you said, plenty of good seats left. I'll be there as always. I know we've got a lot of the crowd, and that's something that I I, I want to get your final thoughts on that too. The, the VCW crowd, any indie show you go to, it's the same people and it's it's kind of a family the crowd and you can play off them the way you can't in a big arena and i mean you've been uh, you i know you know a lot of names you haven't been in vcw for as long as you have it's just great stuff to see the indies uh you mentioned obviously um you know vcw if they're on facebook but before we let you go brandon uh one where can anybody find brandon scott on social media and two what does the future hold other than a win over Boar this weekend uh, man, you can find me on Twitter at it's Brandon Scott, Instagram, it's Brandon Scott, Facebook me, just search Brandon Scott. I should be the top pick that comes up because I'm really the only Brandon Scott that matters. Uh, no, but, uh, uh, seriously, I don't, you know, you know, I don't know what the future holds, but I know, you know, think good things are coming my way. I have a lot of good things coming up. I know you guys wanted to ask me a question about the musical, but I know we're running short on time. But I am in this musical called The Last Match Musical, and hopefully that this is something that takes off. This is a Broadway setting wrestling rock musical that has real wrestling matches, acting, and just songs that you would see on a Broadway play. Wow. And the, the, the people that are in this are Matt Cardona. He's the lead top hill in the musical. And then you have Ramin, which is Ben, uh, ben Vengeance, the big baby face. Ramin is actually that lead role in funny girl on Broadway right now, which he is amazing. Everybody in that musical is amazing. And I hope and pray that the world can actually see this musical. Um, hopefully it, it takes off into big things. Uh, we're just waiting, you know, to hear back from things that are going to happen. And, you know, hopefully, you know, this will be a thing that will be around that people will be able to see on a consistent basis week to week. But uh, other than that, you know, I'm just going to keep working hard. I'm going to keep my head down and keep digging and, you know, making everybody proud and, you know, uh, uh, making my dream come true of, you know, maybe getting that contract one day or getting that contract one day, I should say. I, there, I've, I've very hard to be pressed to argue that you're not deserving. And I've seen so few that, that I, I mean, you've got the experience, you got the name and I know you'd be an asset. And like you said, Brandon Scott, uh, anywhere, social media, the Brandon Scott and, and the, the website for your musical that we wanted to talk about is the last match musical.com. One word, the last match musical. You really, you guys should really check that out. It's great stuff. Uh, Brandon Scott, I can't thank you enough for your time, Mr. Excellence. Uh, I can't wait. I look forward to seeing you this weekend. And again, thanks for, for giving Dan and Benny uh, your your ear and your time and your stories. Any uh, final words before we let you go? Uh, no, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. This has been fun. Just to talk a little bit, you know, about my career and just talk wrestling. I just, I love it so much. And like when you get to talk about it, the people that love it just as much as you, it's, uh, it's even better. So uh, just, you know, wrestling is like my heart man so i love it so much and uh you know uh always tell people you know you, you can't dream too big man uh because you know all dreams come true as long as you put the work in and uh, you know you're dedicated to what you love uh everything's gonna work out for you so just uh keep working hard like your podcast man 
just keep doing your thing and uh, you know big things are going to happen a ringing endorsement from the excellent one himself Brandon thank you so much uh, I'll, I'll see you this weekend VCW at the Croc Center the Brandon Scott on social media again thank you so much for your time have yourself a, a fine evening and we will uh, we will see you victorious this weekend thank you and let me correct you it's it's Brandon Scott oh, on social media I apologize media. It's, it's Brandon Scott not, yes sir it's it's because you won't be able to find me that way. I mean, you might be able to because I am the top thing, but I just in case people can't find, just put in ITS Brandon Scott. You'll find me easily. Well, and like you said, there might be other Brandon Scotts out there, but you're the only one that matters. That's right. That's right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Welcome. And I'll see you guys on Saturday, okay? All right. Yes, sir. Great stuff as always, Benny. I love when you hear, I mean, you, you, we've had so many people on, but when you hear the stories and you hear the passion, I mean, Brandon just absolutely loves wrestling and it's clearly been such a positive influence on his life. And I know uh, anybody that's ever seen him in the ring, you, you, he, he leaves it all there. The heart is there. He, when, when you see guys like that, we talk about the future. We had uh, you know, earlier this week, we also had had an upcoming star in in the indie circuit, and it's it's just great to see the future of wrestling is in good hands. You know, I watched a couple of his matches just to prep for the show, and I mean, he is a great worker, and I mean, it's no stretch to imagine him in WWE or AEW, none whatsoever. Oh, oh no, absolutely, and and the the natural per- presence, especially with as. I don't want to say is face heavy, but as as white meat as as the rosters are now, having having somebody that's such a good heel would be a huge bonus. And anybody that's seen him come out, uh, "Bullet Hits the Bone" by Golden Earring is is just phenomenal entrance music. I hope uh, it, it, when the time comes, either uh, either Triple H or uh, or Tony Khan throw out a few bucks and let him keep that intro music because it fits so perfectly. Absolutely. It's just great stuff. But yeah, Benny, uh, I mean, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up, a lot of big names, a lot of good shows here. We're, what is it, through through March? We've got uh, plans going forward, weeks going forward. I say it all the time. We've done a lot of good stuff for, for two friends with a couple of microphones and a laptop in our garage where we started. And here we are two years later. And how's, uh, speaking of which, and speaking of enjoying ourselves, uh, how's retirement been treating you? So far, so good. I, I, you know, I'm got, you know, I, I increased my uh, production of hookers. Not really, actually. It's kind of the other way around. And you know, now that I, I'm, you know, on a somewhat reduced income, I have to cut down a bit. Oh no. No, well, but seriously, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I've been writing some stories. I, I just finished a story about uh, Ken Patera, who's our uh, guest on the hundredth episode, and I'm wrapping up one right now about Johnny Rods, the unpredictable one. So yeah, between that and uh, um, I plan on dabbling in real estate for a bit. Uh, I have a little part-time gig. I'm keeping plenty busy. That's awesome. And again, Brandon Scott, Mr. Excellence, longest reigning Virginia heavyweight champion. I've been a fan of his for many years. We did this at cross-promotion with our friends at VCW. Check them out. Facebook, social media. You mentioned watching the matches. VCW has a great presence on YouTube. There's a lot of good stuff there. Big names, great matches. Uh, they do not put on a bad show. They're at the Ray Kroc Center in Norfolk this weekend. Good stuff. Check them out. Benny, uh, final thoughts for the night. 
Well, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to have gone to a couple of shows when I when I lived there in Norfolk, and it they are top shelf. I mean, it's very professionally done. Um, you know, the great facility, uh, well run, and the wrestlers are very accessible. I, I had a great time. I could see why you never miss a show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and the the it's like you always talk about going to your. Uh, going to the to the ballpark you know the 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 triple a or or the minor league ballpark you know you, you get get a hot dog enjoy a good show and you're not paying uh, uh the 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 prices of today i mean i happen to look just out of curiosity uh the royal rumble that just just happened eight million um you know you had you had an eight million box office and wow. the front row seats were four thousand dollars i'm getting a front row seat at the croc center and and paid nothing even close to that worth every penny. I would pay more if they'd ask me to, but don't tell don't tell Jerry. Yeah, uh, keep that one a secret. <laughs> keep that a secret. But again, our, our friends at VCW they got they got a show at the Croc Center this weekend. You heard the stories from Brandon Scott, uh, Benjamin Banks, friend of the show. He'll be there. Jerry, obviously former guest, he'll be there. George Pontus, former guest, he'll be there. And it's just great stuff. Uh, for the BS Express himself, Benny Scala, for Mr. Excellence, Brandon Scott, and for our friends at Virginia Championship Wrestling, I'm Dan Spashiano. Have a good night, everyone, and we will see you next time we're in the ring. Adios.